1: What up, this is Myron and you are listening to the Rye Bread Mustard and to Mariners Podcast, the alternative underground back alley on the other side of the tracks down on the docks speak easy dive bar style podcast of it about the seattle mariners that you were listening to on the odyssey app or hey wherever else you're getting your podcast action from we're not judging as long as you're liking subscribing and sharing and hey if you haven't said hello yet check us out on the socials or if you have something strongly worded to say or suggest you can always hit us up at rye bread and mustard podcast at gmail.com also if you like the gear you know, you can head on over on Instagram and look up at simply.cora. She's got all the rye bread and mustard designs on there. Or you can check out her Etsy. And I think that is all the uh, house cleaning we have here for this episode. So let's get right into it. We are at the cabin once again up in Shoreline, Richmond Beach to be exact. Um, one of our favorite, favorite I guess you could call this a dive bar. It's been around for, what, a hundred years. I'm up here with Hanno from Edmonds, who's made the big trek from Edmonds all the way over to Shoreline. Thank you for going way out of your way, Hanno. <laughs>
0: Thanks for having me again. Hello yeah. to the stat department. Yeah, we
1: do have the lovely, lovely Tanya up in the stat department. Uh, hey, you, is it, what, your second time here at the, at the cabin? so. Yeah, and you've been like lurking around and looking at all the stuff, and you found some of the history on the, on the wall that you wanted to maybe add here to this podcast to let people know about the, the cabin, because it is a pretty interesting place. It is really interesting. I was
0: surprised, actually, you're very close. It has been here for almost 100 years. It was built in 1927, um, meant originally to be uh, a little tavern to attract the summer crowd. Um, in the beach cabins all along Richmond Beach here.
1: Originally owned by John Kennedy. Not that John uh, Kennedy. That was my next question. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for reading that off the wall there, Tanya. Happy to do it. Let's get into this. We got good news. The good news is the Baroners just won their third series in a row. Also good news, I believe they've pretty much clinched probably the number two Or the second best, I should say, record in July in the major leagues with this victory. Bad news is, again, I think they could have got all three. Um, But, hey, they uh, finished up strong here in Game 3 with Luis Castillo on the mound. Uh, How are you feeling about this game today, Hannah?
0: Yeah, Luis Castillo shut him down, and the Mariners gave him a little bit of run support, and that's a recipe for success.
1: Yeah, just a little bit, but they did get that crucial run in there in the ninth inning. Uh, Got to save Paul Seawald's arm. Didn't have to see Munoz today either. Those guys have been uh, ran ragged of late, Uh, so that's pretty big going into this Boston series.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They have been ran ragged. Seawald seems like he's pitching every day. Same with Munoz. Um, yeah, that was a big key, like you mentioned, to uh, keep those guys um, back in the pen and give them a day off.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, a shout-out for this pitching staff. That's, that's always a huge plus. That's always a big boost. It's got to be a good flight home. You know, they're coming home for three games. It kind of feels like just this is part of their road trip, I'm sure, because they're here for three, and then they're, they're back down in Anaheim for four, and then they get a regular homestand.
0: Yeah, that, that'll that be nice for them. Yeah, the schedule is very weird that they have to go from Arizona back to Seattle, then back down to Southern California. But that's the way the schedule is these days with it being a balanced schedule. So, yeah, um, trade deadline coming up, which is key. I know we'll talk about that. Um, it's on the players' mind, So... Yeah, been very good. Won a lot of series here lately and a tough Boston team coming in who's ahead of you, who you're chasing, who you need to get some wins against. To um Yeah, they're ahead of you.
1: Yes, of course. Right. They're ahead of you in the wild card standing. Um, it's, you got to leapfrog these guys also in this Boston series. Hey, they took two of three from you when you played them out in Boston. You gotta even it up by taking two of three because you want to be tied with them. You don't want these, you don't want the Boston to have the tiebreaker on you because you know what happens if you end up in the wild card and you're tied. Uh, the, the team that has the best head-to-head is gonna go ahead and also, uh, if you are tied to a team when you guys split your series like Toronto, it goes to what your division record is. There is gonna be no like scenario where I think where you play in one sixty three unless you guys were both I guess even on record, even in your series and even against your division opponents.
0: Yeah so what you're saying is there's no uh playing game or Tiebreaker like there was back in 1995 against the Angels. That's what you're saying. They go to records and all that, correct?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't believe so. Maybe there's a, some way down the line where you'd have to maybe play that 163, but it's they've they've made it so it's it's pretty damn near impossible that that's really going to happen. But look, it, you got all these bunched up teams. Uh, I mean, the Mariners right now, as we're recording this, going into Monday morning, four and a half back in the wild card from. Toronto and Houston, and then they're five and a half back in the West, which, you know, don't look now, but I feel like even though you're a game back farther in the West, you get to play Anaheim, you get to play Houston, and you get to play uh, the Texas Rangers quite a bit here going down the stretch, so you actually have more of a chance where you can put Destiny in your own hands against them versus like, hey, after we play Boston, we don't play them again we don't play Toronto again um, I think we get one more crack at Tampa Bay I don't think we've played them twice but we don't play Cleveland again they have a tiebreaker on us so I know there's a famous uh, urban legend myth that I never I could never really find it where Jay Buhner I guess said when asked about the wild card in 95 he said fuck the wild card uh, was that isn't that a true thing Hannah?
0: yeah absolutely and Uh, That was an awesome thing. Um, It sure seemed it it pumped up the Mariners. Um, I don't feel like they have that type of Jay Beaner on this team to come out and say something like that, but you never know in the locker room. But you did mention, you know, the Mariners having such a great July. Um, It's been so good that they've gained one and a half games on Houston, three and a half games on the Angels, four and a half. On Texas, and we don't really care about Oakland, but they've gained six games on them. So yeah, it's been a really nice month. I know last podcast we talked about one of the better records for the Mariners in July that Jerry brought up, and um,
1: <laughs> and you defunct that. Yeah, it's one of the best, not the best.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, but here nor there, it's been a really good July compared to the rest of the teams in the in the AL West.
1: Yeah, it has. And even a a lot of these games that they've lost in this month, I know we kind of sit there and poo-poo the, um, we having these one game losses, you know, it's not like last year where we were handling business. But I guess on the the glass half full is all these games have pretty much been competitive.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean... It has not been the same as last year with our record and the one-run losses. If I remember correctly, what they said on the broadcast after that loss in Game Two by one run, I think the Mariners are thirteen and twenty in one-run games this year. So, under five hundred, um, it's something they excelled at last year and the year before. That hasn't been the case this year.
1: Well, I got an idea how to how to fix that let's just stay away from these one run games let's just put some runs on the board like here in game three four to nothing look at game one in the series five to two that's kind of like the magic number they're talking about the Mariners hit four I believe they're like 47 don't I might be wrong it's somewhere around this I'm guessing I think it's like 47 and 13 when the Mariners score four runs or more
0: Hey, that's a recipe for success. I'm gonna keep my eye on those four runs during the game from like, now on.
1: It's somewhere around there, all right. This is somewhere this is my estimation is a game of horseshoes. I I heard it. I didn't see it with my own eyes, but I swear I heard that on the on the radio. And it was one of the geeks. I think it was Lefco or something like that who said it. But uh listen, the Mariners got three straight series wins. Um they go on this road trip against you know two playoff worthy teams. They they catch the Twins, who were at the time going into that series had the best record since the All Star break. Look at them now, f- lost five in a row. You catch Arizona, kind of trying to f- refigure out who they are after you know being the front runners in the NL West, and the Mariners go in and take four of six on this road trip. If you told me we were taking four or six on this road trip, I, I would gladly signed off on that.
0: Yeah, definitely. So would I, or so would I. Um, It's it's all about making progress and beating the teams ahead of you, beating playoff teams. But most likely, like we've always talked about, it's about winning series.
1: Or say it how you really say it. Just
0: win series, baby. There you go. Um,
1: Yeah. So. Just to quickly go over this series, and then we'll jump into the more pressing matter, the trade deadline and the division race. Just want to say here in this game three, go a little bit backwards. You know, you had Ty France, you know, getting his 500th hit. Also in this game was the first time that he had three hits since June 24th, I believe, out in Baltimore. Again, want to reiterate, we didn't have to use Seawald or Munoz. They're going fully rested into this week where we, again, don't have a day off. And you're playing Boston, and then you're playing Anaheim. Two must-win series. Uh, Crawford ties his career high in home runs. Got a lot more games left to play. Um, yeah, the bats went a little bit cold, but hey, it was great to see the Mariners pick up that fourth run so that you don't have to go to Seawald. And you had your veteran and you know somebody that you want to knock in runs uh Eugenio Suarez do that and hey another milestone Castillo uh prior to this game was his one year anniversary of him coming to the Mariners and I believe the one year anniversary of his first start in New York. He goes out there spins he spins six innings of shutout ball, only gives up a couple of hits. He's been doing it all year. Um you know don't look now. He keeps this up the way he's been pitching. You might see him in that Cy Young race. You know, but
0: uh, Uh, he's not going to be in the Cy Young race.
1: I said, if he keeps it up.
0: Well, what is he now? Seven and seven.
1: Yeah, his record might not say it, but look at look at his uh, look at his whip. Look at his ERA. Look at his case. Look at the quality starts. Are we
0: on the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast? Well, I'm talking all these numbers, all these geek numbers. All right, oh, let's get away goodness. from the geek numbers.
1: Well, hey, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> I'm just teasing Listen, you. I have the stat department with me. She's, she's, she's sitting there. She's, she's sitting,
0: feeding you the numbers. I'm sorry. She is sorry. feeding me the numbers. Right in his ear. <laughs> yes, he's right, he's right
1: in my Trust me, she's always in my ear.
0: My dad bought Mariner season tickets back in 1993. <laughs> Believe it or not, you could still get season tickets back then. We were in those seats for all the World Series games. And and the night the moose bungee jumped from the top of the dome. The 1993 Mariners, when it all began, call for season tickets. We used to do a thing called the wave.
1: Um, also, one other stat for you 24 games in a row for Julio On base He's checking that off I know we need him to check off The late inning heroics uh, We saw in game 2 of this series Was Which was a tough loss um, Mariners had plenty of chances In game 2 They didn't come through, but the pitching was great uh, They didn't play any pile on We did see Tom Murphy remain hot The day before in game 1 Basically him and Cal Raleigh took over that game offensively. It was awesome to see. It's great to see that you have two catchers doing this now, especially in a day and age where a catcher just doesn't catch on Sundays. It's like a seventy thirty, sixty forty kind of split and we got you know, also an answer maybe for the right side for the D H when uh we don't have uh when we have a lefty on the mound and you don't want to put Ford up there on that.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh, Tom Murphy's been incredibly hot. Um, It's been nice to see. Um, Unbelievable uh, what he's produced here lately with his home runs and his doubles. And like you mentioned, uh, he was a big part of that game one win with J.P. Cal and Tom Murphy, uh, all with three doubles there in the first inning to get the Mariners off to a 4-0 lead. And um, to finish off that game, the Mariners had ten hits, and eight of them came from four guys with – Murphy, like I mentioned, Cal that you talked about, and uh, Julio in France. So, yeah, uh, great things from our catcher position of offensively lately, and Tom Murphy's been a big part of it, even when he's DHing and not catching.
1: Yeah, and uh, we also saw Logan spin a gem on, on Friday. Uh, and, hey, the bullpen pitched good in this series. I mean, the only things that they get really gave up was – Yeah, they did give up, Munoz gave up that run in the eighth inning, right, of game two. And Brash uh, let two score when he spiked that ball. But outside of that, I mean, pretty damn good. Pretty, you know, pretty solid. We've mentioned it many times, especially you. If the pitching is not damn near perfect, we don't win. Still haven't solved that case. So I know that's something we'll get into here in a second of maybe like, maybe what we could see being added to this team. But as far as, you know, the Mariners going out there and playing hard and playing smart baseball, there has not been a lot of mistakes this month compared to the months prior. I think they're playing great baseball. You've heard Scott Service say, hey, they are playing great baseball. They know they're playing baseball. This team wants to compete and they're, they're right there. But the one thing is, the runway is a bit shorter. It's getting a little bit shorter and shorter. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. This Boston series is, is major. Every one of these series is major. But if you can keep getting these two or three or even at worst, like splitting a series, and you can get to these Kansas City series and you can get to these Oakland series and, you know, make up some ground. I mean, I really do feel like they have a pretty good shot at, the, at shit, maybe even the West.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that could happen. Um, every game's going to be tough. You mentioned KC. No game is, uh, is a, you know, cupcake in this league. Um, we've And you certainly can't say that with the way the Mariners bats have been hot and cold at times. So, yeah, every game is a game that you got to put forth your best effort and grind out at bats and uh, put runs up on the board. As you said earlier, four runs is a, a key number for this team as far as wins, what they've shown. And there's uh been a lot of times where they haven't or haven't came through so yeah it's 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 just a time where they gotta it's go time now
1: It is go time and it is it's it's the sand and the hourglass is is almost out to the trade deadline that we're, we're coming into here. And, oh, the major league, how the major league will turn is what we're, we're starting to see. We've seen uh, a couple of our competitors here in our division, all of them. Actually, all the teams in front of us or the teams that we're trying to take out. Have been active. The Mariners have not, but we knew that. They're probably doing buzzer beater shit. Um, we've seen the Angels just recently acquired first baseman C.J. Crone and outfielder Randall Rick-rick, whatever, from the Rockies. Uh, we also saw the Rangers acquire today, uh, acquire on Sunday, uh, Jordan Montgomery, left-handed pitcher. They also got right-handed pitcher Chris Staton from the Cardinals, so the Cardinals are selling off. Um, we've also seen, you know, who's another team we're looking at in the wild card? The Blue Jays, they acquired right-handed pitcher Jordan Hicks for the Cardinals. Um, and then the Rangers, of course, the big the big headline trade, they acquired Max Scherzer from the Mets. So look at the Rangers are definitely trying to bulk up that uh bulk up their pitching but listen they lost nathan avaldi and the whole degrom thing hasn't worked out and you know yes scherzer has pitched a little bit later uh better of late but this guy's a, a a home run machine right now this year and he is getting up there in age it doesn't i'm not shaking in my boots i should say with the scherzer thing do i think it's a good move for texas sure man they're all in that's that that's who they are you also have the astros um getting right-handed pitcher Kendall Graveman again (laughs) you know Um, but uh, yeah a lot of action here in the in the AOS so far
0: yeah it's going to be interesting a lot of teams are making lots of moves Uh, teams are changing Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they play and how they mesh together and if uh, some of them will take off Uh, like you said the Mariners have been super quiet it's I, I did not hear about the Nathan Ivaldi injury. Did that just happen over yep. the weekend? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, he was having a hell of a season.
0: Yeah, that's a big mo- That's a big. Uh, um, thing to happen to, he- their, to their pitching staff. And it makes sense now why they went out and got M- Montgomery as well to add um, to their pitching staff besides Scherzer. So I did not know that.
1: You lose him and you get swept over the weekend. Maybe we're also seeing the Rangers getting a little bit desperate, getting a little bit scared. But you know what? They got They got a great manager in Bruce Bocci. Um I'm sure he has a lot of input on this versus maybe more managers, I would assume. Um, so, I mean.
0: Yeah, it makes total sense that they're making these moves. I'm not only scared, the the standings, they are getting quite tight with the Houston Astros right on their tail.
1: Yeah, and the Mariners and the Angels not that far behind. You know, still still a little bit eating the dust, but uh, another um, one, I know that we mentioned this probably on the last episode, but the Angels also got uh, Lucas Giolito and Renaldo Lopez from Chicago. So you're seeing – all three of these teams go out and get exactly what they need if the mariners follow suit i would assume we're going to add a bat if you're thinking about oh maybe is carlos santana out there no if you didn't know carlos santana is on the brewers so that wet dream of mine and many others is, is is over with
0: Yeah, uh, crickets from the Mariners as far as making moves here now with just over a a day and a half before the deadline happens. So, yeah, it's hard to say what the Mariners are going to do. Like you mentioned, they're close enough. I hope they make some sort of move to push. And it's probably not going to be a blockbuster move, but it would be nice to see them make the type of move to know that they believe in these guys and they're spending some money and going after it and giving themselves a chance.
1: Yeah, so you say they... they, they you and I, I guess, would agree. They're probably going to stay within the margins and probably not do a lot. I have heard an argument that, like, hey, there's not going to be very many... Like, the free agent market is not very good. It's very bare going into the next season. So maybe you want to do your shopping right now while you can sell high. So there's been a lot of rumors and scenarios where we see... Logan Gilbert leave, where we see a hot, hot, hot Tom Murphy um, get sold. Uh, We also know that uh, Teo Hernandez is possibly a rental this year. Um, And let's not forget about Paul Seewald. Everybody needs a closer, and he's a damn good one. We also have a little bit of stuff in the farm. Do you see the Mariners parting with any of those uh, people I just mentioned?
0: I have no idea, like I mentioned last podcast, but with them being... You know you're saying four and a half games out um, to me uh, it would I would hope as a as a mariner fan of something that they don't do very often would be to add even though they're not right there or in that position of first place uh, I would hope that they could make a, a minor move here or there for a bat a pitcher um, something that won't cost you a high level prospect and um, show that Hey, we believe in you guys. This is for our, the fan base and we're going we're we're we're, we're going to tweak it and try to give us more weapons.
1: Yeah, and the team obviously wants it. And the team is playing good right now as I mentioned before though. Yeah, the the runway's a little bit shorter uh, than where you want to be at this point, but they do feel like they are ascending to me. I, I'm not going to doubt that.
0: Years ago, the Mariners played in the old Kingdome. Oh, back in the 1990s. <laughs> this was uh, in uh, the Pinella years. We loved that ballpark when we were kids. They used to play a song during the seventh inning stretch called Louie Louie. Now that was music. The
1: 1993 Mariners, when it
0: all began, call for tickets.
1: So here's my question to you, though, is what's more probable to you? What's more obtainable to you, the AL West or the wild card? There's only a game difference. But before you answer, I do want to remind you we have two series with Houston, we have two series with Texas, and we have two more series with Anaheim. We do not play... The Baltimore Ori- oh, we play the Baltimore Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles one more time, which I think they're, you know, they're. I sh- we should actually keep them out of this conversation. They're the AL leading best record, but we play Boston. We don't play Toronto. We don't play Cleveland. We play Tampa Bay for four games. What would be more obtainable or realistic to you?
0: Um. Without giving it much thought, just thinking real quick, I would probably say the wild card. Really? Yeah. I just think if it's hard to see um, any of those three teams, if they were to drop down in, or drop in the standings, then they would be um, into the wild card position. Yeah, we can, like you mentioned, pick up some games uh, later on in the season. Um, no doubt that the season will probably come down to the last week, um, but I just see a better chance of us getting a wild card versus winning the West.
1: I, I, I'm com- I'm like on the fence about it because oh, I can see why. Yeah, we have a lot of games against Anaheim, and we have a lot of games against Houston, and we have a lot of games against the Rangers. But also, you lose one of those games, or things don't go well for you that week, you can easily bury yourself as well um and a lot of the other teams i mean the rest of the other teams not all of the, the other ones that were competing with the yankees the toronto blue jays and the red Sox. they're all going to play each other quite a bit so as long as you take care of business they're going to beat up on each other well that was the theory that we had last year and let's throw tampa bay into that mix and then you have you know baltimore who looks scary uh they all play each other. So I could see that kind of scenario where maybe the wild card seems more obtainable. But as of right now, there's only a one game difference. And as of right now, you could still get the tiebreaker over Houston because you control it right now. You'd have to fight back quite a bit to get the tiebreaker over the Rangers, but you can get the tiebreaker over the angels. I think these are things that the Mariners can do. So I'm going to say, for me right now, I'm back focused on the AOS. I know we conceded this a long time ago, but uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm dusting off that white flag and I'm snapping it over my knee for at least right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, sure hope so. Um, I just come back to the Mariners, who the Mariners have been this year, and they've barely been over 500, what, three games at the most or four? Sure. And so I just – I can't put all my faith in them to get hot, win a bunch of games. Could they do it? Absolutely. But I got to see it first.
1: Well, I'll say this. the Mar- I do want to say that the Mariners play the Kansas City Royals seven times this month. You play the Chicago White Sox three times this month. And you play the Oakland A's three times this month. I'd have to go look at what other teams in our division are doing. I'm sure it's similar. Maybe, or maybe some of them have already played those series. So right there, those are all winnable games. They got to go out and do it. And Yes, you have, if you are a 500 team, sometimes that means you play down to your opponents and you play up to the tough ones because you don't know who you really are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, li- listening to you name off those teams, um, I did see something. I feel like we do have a, a, a relatively good strength of schedule coming up these last couple months throughout the Major League Baseball, so that will definitely help anything can happen um it's it's very interesting to see what's going to happen with the trade deadline and see what the mani- what management thinks of how this team's been playing and what other teams have gone out and done and are they going to answer with some sort of move or will it be crickets from this mariners yeah management
1: you're right we're like, I guess the the next podcast we're gonna really know if we're going for it or not. Um, if there's a big trade or some big acquisitions, maybe we'll have a, a episode coming out Wednesday. We'll definitely have one right after the the Boston series wrap, so it's gonna be very interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not gonna be the move that we're going for. Hopefully, it is. Like with a Soto move, don't see that happening, but you know, you hope it's that type of move that w- it will, you know, add to the team and and. You know, supplement what you already have.
1: Right. Yeah, you got to have hitting. You got—I mean, the two—the two games that we lost in this series, it's just because the bats went cold after scoring early, and the team that you're playing woke up and crept back and chipped away, and you couldn't have an answer. And that's the—the the thing that the Mariners—they can correct that. They're going places.
0: Good vibes only. Vibes only. Um, I will
1: say that the September schedule looks a little bit scary, but yeah. But you add in all those those kind of cakewalk games in 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 uh, August, we're looking good. Anyways, Tanya, is it time for us to wrap up here? We're getting there. We're I think getting it's there. It's about time. Okay, it's about time. It's it's bedtime here at the cabin. Lights out early here at the cabin. Thanks again for the cabin up here in. Richmond Beach thank you for liking and subscribing and all of that good stuff we're going to be down at the Boston series I'm really looking forward to it yeah really looking forward to the Boston crowd invading I don't think it's going to be anywhere near the Toronto's but those for still still be a good amount yeah for every annoying for every five annoying Toronto fans one Boston annoying Boston fan makes up for that I've never been to a Red Sox game here well Here or there. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited to see if their fans live up to the hype. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we're going to see this series. Big series Monday, Tuesday, and then uh, Wednesday afternoon. Um, Again, if there's something that's big that happens, we'll be back to talk about it. You'll get our point of view on it, the fans' point of view, right here on the Rye Bread Mustard of Mariners podcast on... What is this? Odyssey. Okay. Anyways, that's it. That's a wrap. Hanno, you know what time it is.
0: じゃあ<ス><ス><ス>